I hope to validate and affirm some things you might be feeling as a leader, as a person maybe who uh, you don't think of yourself as a leader, but you're going a different path than the one put before you or the other or the one that uh, others are taking. And so today I just want to break down for you eight reasons why taking the nonconformist path, taking the path to lead others, uh, breaking from the maybe path that was prescribed or described for you growing up is lonely. Now, when you listen to this, please understand that uh, you can go back and listen to some episodes that I've done on the loneliness of leadership, that this is not a disguised, passive-aggressive cry for help. Um, I do feel amazing in the relationships of life, uh, whether it's my wife and my kids or um, the close friends that I have, the people I get to serve, clients become friends. And amazing doesn't mean perfect. Uh, But I also want you to understand that you can build a very deep, rich, rewarding community. We just finished a long podcast series on that. But you're still going to have moments where you feel lonely and it's a struggle. Um, You will feel these uh, different times and seasons. I know that this time and season is one where some of those feelings can come to the surface as you get ready to start the new year. Uh, For those of us that uh, look at the holiday season and find certain stresses from it, maybe there are parts we enjoy, parts we're stressed by. So let's just jump into these eight reasons. It's going to feel lonely. I'm going to talk a little bit about uh, this from perspective of somebody who has done this institutional leadership thing and also gone out and done his own thing. So I think you're going to find uh, this going to meet you where you are. So number one, eight reasons that, you know, leadership is lonely or eight reasons it's lonely when you don't take the prescribed, described path. You've made choices others haven't. Okay, I know that sounds simple, but let's just break it down. Number one, the first reason that it feels lonely is because you've made choices others haven't. Um, Very normal for a lot of people to just live the life that was put in front of them, modeled for them, uh, the life that they should be okay with. What? What your dad had wasn't good enough for you? Uh, Or maybe... It was growing up around your mom's influence, and you thought, this is really what I want to do. And then you get into it, and you're like, well, I think I'm supposed to do something different. I was just doing this to be close to her. Um, You maybe wake up one day and realize, whoa, fear got me to college. Fear got me to pick the major, but it's not who I really am. So this puts you on a lonely path when you start making choices others haven't. And this isn't elitist. It's just the struggle of living um, There was a study done, I've talked to you about this before on the podcast, anecdotally, but still, somebody that had worked in hospice 25 years, remember what the number one regret is as she talked to people that were dying? I wish I would have lived my life, not the one somebody else wanted me to live. So it feels lonely to make a choice that others haven't. Number two, you will never be fully understood. In fact, you will be misunderstood. So this is a negative. Uh, You know, a negative of leadership is that nobody's going to fully know all the details and facts. If you're leading something and you have to move things forward or let people go or make changes, 
people are going to tend to read in their own insecurities and fears into your decisions. Um, nobody is going to fully experience the burden that you feel. It is a burden, and I want that burden. Uh, one of the stories that really motivates me was... Uh, I'm going to botch this up, but about a guy who practiced throwing a discus every day that was wooden. Um, no, he practiced every day that was metal. He, he made a, in the discus throw, he made a metal discus and he would throw it every day past the world record. He goes to the championship to compete and come to find out they handed him a wooden disc with a metal ring and he chunked it past the world record because he had been practicing under a great burden. The burden of the metal was so much heavier than just the wooden discus with the metal rim. Look, leadership is about training under a burden. Living an entrepreneurial life is about training under a burden. Trying to be in a corporation with 30,000 people and move things forward in the midst of bureaucracy is training under a burden and you will never be fully understood. There's not another human being who can look in your eyes and fully know your experience. We could say that's true of being a human, but specifically, definitely for leadership, it's true. Number three, no one can fully validate you. Um, So the kind of the negative, you'll be misunderstood. You'll never be fully understood. The positive angle of this, but it still makes you feel lonely in leadership, is nobody is going to be able to fully look you in the eyes and understand everything you did to get where you are and celebrate that. The gut calls when all the results pointed in a different direction. Um, I can think of just a few times in life, just a few people who have had the prescient awareness to sit with me eyeball to eyeball and go, that was amazing and here's why. And I really feel like my bell was rung at the core of who I was. I was heard and known and validated. Um, It just doesn't happen a lot. And more often than not, there are things that are uh, not being seen. And you know, this is why a lot of people get bitter as a leader. They get uh, to start to th- start. They start to think that the world owes them something, or as an entrepreneur, or uh, as a career person at a company, they start to go, "Well, I've made all these sacrifices, and they're not being appreciated. So it's okay if I consider myself entitled here." Well, no, it's not okay because then you're going to stop being a leader at the edge of your abilities. So understand, it's going to make you feel lonely. No one can fully validate you. Number four, the higher you go, the harder or more complex the decisions can be. So here's what I mean. The higher you rise in leadership, and you could be doing your own thing, but your company triples, or you get a family, um, your responsibilities grow in your job, whatever it is, the, the farther you go, the farther the reach of your mission the harder and more complex the decisions can be. You'll learn simple ways to help yourself make great decisions and be honest with yourself and frameworks and templates if you're really paying attention and studying yourself. Uh, And then what happens for people is they can start to coast. If you really want to grow and keep getting to the edge of your abilities, it's going to happen. You're going to face more complex decisions today or tomorrow than you did yesterday. Uh, A perfect illustration of this is the presidential Uh, graying. You know, when you look at a president who serves two terms and the way their hair grays, they are thrown into a lot of complex decision-making. So when when people are real eager and they're like, I want to double my responsibility at work. I want to double the income of my my business. Do you want then to double the complexity of the decisions you make? 
Uh, now, why does that happen? This is the fifth reason, fifth reason that leadership can feel lonely. The higher you go, the less immediate feedback you have. I mean, leading and entrepreneurialism and moving something forward in your family, it's like being dropped in the woods and you could move in any direction. And you're not sure till the end of the day if you went in the right direction. Now, the higher you go, the farther you go in your leadership or growing your relational commitments or growing your business, the longer the time frame is until you'll know if you made the right decision. I mean, you grow your leadership enough, you can make decisions and you don't know for months and months or sometimes years if it was the right decision. This is crazy, right? Um, I remember sitting with a guy a year ago at a cafe and, you know, so I've been doing Sight Shift full-time a couple years now, and this would have been after the first year. And he told me, look, you're not going to be able to grow this thing the way that you want to uh, unless you're on LinkedIn. So he told me I had to be on LinkedIn. Well, this isn't, I don't have anything to prove here with this. I'm just telling you, I'm hopefully persuading you. Uh, to make peace with this reality that you just don't know for sure. I remember leaving that meeting going, oh, I got to figure out a way to get on LinkedIn. And, <laughs> you know, I don't have business cards and I'm not on LinkedIn. And, and a year later, since that guy told me that, you know, the first year I, I grew this into, um, you know, more than a middle-class full-time income, we're at 46% growth later this second year. Uh, I one of the core offerings that we have, a coaching program, that alone, I think it's made about 130K in the last two years, you know, and I'm I'm not on LinkedIn, you know? It's like, ah, oh, I would have fa- fallen into a trap of being distracted with something that really wasn't what I wanted to do. I'm going after this in a different way, and I'm thinking differently about the way that I interact with people and the kind of clients that I want to work with. Um, he just didn't know. He was doing his best to maybe speak something that he thought that I needed to hear, but um, I couldn't leave that meeting and go, this is what I feel, and I know it's the right call, and I'll know that tomorrow. No. I can I can sit at this perch now and look back a year later and go, I like how I did it. I get to work with the people I want to. It's referral-based, you know, blah, blah. Point of it is... You're not always going to know if you're taking the right steps. Uh, You don't know for sure if you're making the right decisions. And being a leader doesn't mean always making the right and perfect decisions. So please remove that pressure off yourself. The way you're going to learn to lead better, to serve better, to interact better, to go farther in the impact you want to have with your life is by, frankly, committing to paths in the woods. And then when you figure out it's wrong, you change course of direction. So if I was sitting in a different place now and I'm going back to that conversation and I'm like, oh, my gosh, he was right. I need to go get on LinkedIn. Um, I'm not anti-LinkedIn, by the way. It's just, I think, a different way of thinking about your business. And typically, uh, you know, that can get kind of noisy and it's not something where it's about high demand. So anyway, you get the point. Number six. So for these reasons that leadership feels lonely, you're not interacting with others in a sterile environment. Here's what I mean. I think sometimes we fail to appreciate that we're not scientists in a lab interacting with others and just raw data. When we try to help somebody understand a change that they need to make, uh, oh, we 
are interacting in an environment where they may already be against that change because of past experiences. They may be having a bad day. They could have some other catastrophic loss in their life or some persistent nuisance that is painful. So if you're going to really understand that I want to grow my leadership, I want to grow my impact, I want to grow my business, you're not going to be in a place that this is going to be drama-free. You've got to learn to understand the drama. I've seen, I've seen this breakdown in a massive way uh, in politics in the U.S. this year. It's, uh, this is the end of 2016, and, and we just fail to understand that we have to meet people where they are. That's their perception. Then tell a better story to teach the reality, and then we inspire the future action. So there's a huge difference between knowing where things are, reality, the future vision where you need to go, and then where people think they are, perception. Uh, And we've got to deal with all of that. We've got to deal with people's perception, the reality we need them to accept, and the future vision we want to get them to go to. These three components are going to be frustrated, blocked up, thwarted by the fact that we're dealing with ourselves and with other people, and that gets messy. Um... You know, I, I think about this when people ask me, what do I do? And, uh, you know, I'm not interacting in a sterile environment. And on one hand, I could say, like, coach, author, speaker, but that isn't it. That isn't what I'm about. I'm not just doing those things to do those things. I have a message. I have a, I have a mission. I, I want to spread this. And so uh, when people ask me what I'm doing and I want to give them an answer that they'll remember or that I could be helpful with, I've joked around and said different things like, well, I'm a fear ninja or I help companies do training that makes uh, awesome leaders. I mean, give crappy answers and okay answers and good answers. Uh, But the thing that I know is when I'm talking to people, I'm not interacting in a sterile environment. There's their perception of whatever it is that I do. How can I figure out that, meet them where they are? And then lead them in such a way that they go, man, I want to work with SightShift. I want to get some coaching. I want to get some speaking. So know that for yourself. Number seven, seventh reason. This one's so hard. Friends that go with you might not always grow with you. Friends that go with you might not always grow with you. Look, changes happen. And you perceive the business at one level and you move to the next level or your leadership or the cause or the mission. And there's that friend beside you that went with you and then they stopped growing. This is difficult. This is really difficult when I talk to company owners and founders and they've got a friend that's a part of that team. You know, there's four or five of them. They're making it happen. And that friend now is starting to stick out like a sore thumb because at whatever level they've stopped growing, they've reached their capacity, they've decided they're done or they're at the edge of their potential. Whatever it is, it's hard and it's difficult and it makes leadership feel so lonely when you walk through those moments. I've fired people every bad way you can imagine um, and I've caused pain and uh, you know now I can help people with those things because I've done it so bad so many times. But I can tell you this. If there is a situation right now that you find yourself in this loneliness, letting it go on longer will cause you to lose respect with that person in a massive way later. It's going to end bad if you don't address it. So for whatever that's worth, but I get it. I want to just encourage you. I know it feels lonely. Number eight, eighth reason uh, it feels lonely. You believe people can change and that you can change them. (laughs) 
I know this sounds crazy. I mean, the point of moving something forward or growing your family or growing your business or growing your leadership is you really do believe that change can happen. And you're audacious enough to believe that you can impact people and help them change. And that makes it lonely. And that makes it lonely for two reasons. One, and I know I'm giving you eight reasons, so this would be like A and B, eight A and B. A, I should say, most human beings don't change. Now, I believe in the potential for change. I see it. It's amazing when human beings go through profound change and they have insight and awareness and their brain organizes around that and their behavior changes. I love it. But most people aren't going to change. So don't be surprised when they act today the way that they act yesterday. That's going to happen more often than not. B, not only is it that most people won't change, B, you're never responsible for another human being to change. All you can do is create conditions and environments that will increase the likelihood of their changing. But you can't accept responsibility for them to change. It makes leadership feel very lonely. When you believe people can go through change and you believe that you can change them and you forget most people won't and that ultimately you're not responsible for changing them. So I hope in some way you feel encouraged, known, heard, felt, seen uh, through these eight reasons. And, and, and how sad would it be to end the podcast here? And I almost did, but it was a conversation with my friend Doug where I realized, whoa, you know, I'm talking about the things that make it hard, but let's not forget the values, the benefits. What would make something worth the price of these reasons that I just laid out? And uh, you'll find your own reasons. I know for me, one, I have something within me that I want to impact others. I want to help them. I want to serve them. Two, I want to be at the edge of my abilities. I want to grow. It's much more fun than anything else to grow. I don't want to coast. I don't want to stay stuck. I want to continually take myself to the places that I'm at the edge of who I am and inspired. Hey, you'll find your own reasons, but find them because the burden does feel heavy and you want to learn to make meaning when it does.